Hi guys and welcome to another episode of resources for the blind before we get started i do want to say thank you to all of our current and future listeners for listening and subscribing to this podcast um i know last week i had said that we would go through some organizations this week that aid and assist blind people but after i got done with last week's episode um I realized that there were some apps that I would have to talk about this week that I failed to mention last week. So, to give everybody a recap of what we talked about last week, we talked about apps like Blindfold Games, which have a lot of like audio-based games that are very voiceover friendly. We talked about NFB Newsline, which is an app where you can access newspapers, whether they're state, local, national, international that can be read by voiceover or there is a number that you can call we talked about um different apps that give visual assistance such as um like knfb which that app is pretty expensive you don't get the basic version of it um but if you get nfb newsline it comes with a basic version there's also be my eyes seeing ai and tap tap see We also talked about apps that give people audio-described movies and shows like Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, um, Spectrum Access. So those are just a few of the apps that we talked about, as well as a couple games called Crafting Kingdom and um, Sorty Quest. Both of those apps are apps where you can craft. In Sorty Quest, you you can gather, fish, hunt craft things, fight demons, and in um, Crafting Kingdom, you have different areas that produce different items, and anytime you level up, you um, can create different buildings to create in order to create a village. So that is to kind of recap everything that we've talked about, and what I'm going to try to do is all the apps that I've given you and will be giving you in this podcast are free. Um, They do have more apps out there that are for blind people, but because I know that some blind people don't have the means to pay for some of these apps, um, I do want to make sure that I tell you all about the free apps that are out there. So for music streaming, some of the apps that you might want to consider getting are Pandora, Spotify, and YouTube Music. Now, I mean, obviously you can go to YouTube to look up music but if you want to make it easier to create new playlists and to add songs to your liked songs playlist youtube is definitely one of those ones that's or youtube music i guess i should say is one of those ones that's very very simple and a lot more easy to use now if you just want to go to stream videos um about different topics then youtube would be the best one to go to um I mean, they're both pretty simple. I just feel like if you want to create, you know, thumb up songs, it's better to use YouTube music. Music. Um, Pandora's great. So is Spotify. They're they all have their pros and cons, obviously. Amazon Music is another really really good one. Um, but with that one, it is a paid subscription monthly. I think you can get like the unlimited edition for 
five bucks and then the limited edition or no sorry i think the limited edition is five bucks and then the limited is ten bucks um a month or something like that i'm actually on a friend's account um now on to um messaging apps there are a few that i use one of them being signal another one being telegram um i've used another app called bright bright guide before which i think bright guide and telegram have kind of partnered up so whatever messages you get through bright bright guide will come through and telegram and vice versa the only bad thing about bright guide is if you want to send someone a voice message on there you have to pay for that feature so it's easier to go through telegram and do it that way because it'll come through on the other person's telegram and bright guide apps um of course if you have facebook that's pretty voiceover friendly because if a person posts a photo it will describe what the photo is it may not give a very detailed description meaning voiceover voiceover won't give a very detailed description of what the picture is it it may just say photo image may contain one person and outdoor so that may be the only description that you get but other than that it is pretty um, voiceover accessible Um, so is messenger and that is obviously another app that I use now what I like about signal is if you decide to message someone and say you send them several voice messages what I like about it and this is kind of what telegram does too um, and there's also another app called whatsapp that kind of does something similar so say you send someone a voice message on any of those apps and you send them several what it will do is it will play like if a person clicks on the first voice message you send them it will play all of the voice messages back to back so you don't have to click on the next one and the next one and the next one that's how signal used to be um but it's not like that anymore it'll play all the messages back to back i also like that with these apps you can do video and audio calls um i haven't really had any issues with them um another app that i use is called house party um in this one you i don't think you can do voice messages but you can do what they call or you can write messages to each other in this one it kind of reminds me of facebook because if you want to be friends with someone you have to basically friend request them and then pass and then of course you write messages to them but in this app it's called notes so any message that you pass is called a note or send to someone is called a note and vice versa um so just those are just a few of the apps that i use um I'm trying to think if there are any more that I've skipped over. Um, Obviously, I have a lot of the streaming services. Like, I've got Netflix, Hulu. um, I've used Disney Plus before. I like it a lot. There's one app that I really like especially like if you're trying to go to sleep at night it's called relax sounds um what I like about it is like it has different sounds that you can choose from and you can 
play that sound and it will play like all night long or until you wake up in the morning um there is an app called talking alarm and it's basically an alarm clock that will gently wake you up in the mornings so you can set it to go off at a certain time and like set a time for when the you want the voice to start going off so you could do like 15 minutes before you get up 10 minutes before 30 minutes before you get up whatever and then whenever it's supposed to it'll start announcing the time so like whenever I had I haven't used it in a while but whenever I would use it you know I would have it set to ring at like 7 but then I would have the voice kind of start going off at 6 45 so I'd hear 6 45 a.m you know and then the sound was of course like very very gentle um to wake up to Anyway, again, those are just a few of the apps. Now on to some of the organizations. I don't want to go through too many of them right now because I don't want to make this episode too long. Um, so there are quite a few organizations. I'm going to do a couple tonight and then next week I'll try to do a couple more. A couple of the organizations, though, there's one called Rehab Services for the Blind. Um, that one... Basically what it does is it aids people from the time they're kids to the time that they're adults. Um, It helps people find, like, jobs. It helps with college, you know, making sure that people have what they need for college, whether it's laptops, iPads, whatever the case is. Um, They do help with, like, independent living. So say a blind person moves into a home by themselves, this organization will come and they will um, label things for that particular person. Um, there is another one called Lighthouse for the Blind. It's basically um, another like independent living thing. Um, a lot of people, blind people work there. I actually worked there one summer. I think it was back, back in 2011. Um, they have, at least in our area, they have a thing called SOAR. Um, Lighthouse for the Blind from uh, Missouri is located in St. Louis. And what SOAR is, is it's basically like a three-week independent living program where people go and they learn. They take classes in cooking, kitchen management, um, which is basically like how to work in the kitchen safely. There's, um home management, which is all about cleaning, clothing management, which is all about how to do your laundry and how to take care of your clothes, how to label them so that you know what matches. Um, There is also money management, which obviously that's about how to manage your money and how to spend it wisely, careers, and orientation, orientation and mobility. Basically, for anybody that that listens to this podcast that does not know what that is, it's basically where people who are blind learn how to use their canes safely, uh, not just in public places, but when they're traveling. And so basically, obviously, one of the things that we get taught is how to cross streets safely. Um, For instance, one of the things that we always get taught is you want to listen for your parallel traffic. So if you're going somewhere, you kind of want to listen for it to go kind of like from in front of you 
but kind of off to the side and then so go from in front of you to behind you and then if you're coming from somewhere it's basically the opposite now i find it helpful when the streets have audible signals but i know not very many of the streets have those basically those are just the signals that let you know when it's safe to cross um and a lot of them when you get ready to cross they have like these slanted areas you can stand on um another thing that i find helpful is they have these bump if they have these bumps that a lot of people call truncated domes and i the reason i find that so helpful is because it makes it easier to square up and make sure you're lining up correctly um so that's one of the things that they have and then another thing that they have um they sponsor a couple of different activities called one of them being space camp and the other one being camp barnabas I've been to both and had an absolute blast at both. Um, Space camp is basically, you have two challenges that you can do throughout the week. You have the aviation challenge, which is learning about planes and different things like that. Or you have the... um, Space challenge, which is learning about like outer space and... You know, with that one, I like it. Like that one, which obviously I didn't do the aviation challenge while I was there, but when I did the space challenge, with that one, you get to do like actual missions and experiments and just learn about space, and I really liked it a lot. Camp Barnabas, um, <laughs> that might actually be a podcast in itself because there's so much to explain with that one, but I will try to do it quickly with that one it's really fun because so they have different weeks for people with different disabilities for instance they've got a week for people that are in wheelchairs and then they've got a week for people that um have more severe learning disabilities and then they might have a week for i don't know just different things they used to have a week for every single disability but because i don't know if budget cuts or whatever the case is they've had to combine a lot of them so like for the week that I would go it was called Soaring Hawks Week and basically that was the week for people who were deaf blind and autistic and I think there were even some people there that may have had like Down syndrome and different things like that basically each camper is paired with a missionary who is between the ages of 16 to 18 and the missionary is with that particular camper from the time the camper gets there on Sunday afternoon until the camper leaves Friday morning. That way if the camper needs help with something or they need something in the middle of the night or just need someone to talk to, that missionary is there with them the whole time. Um, they have all kinds of fun activities that they get to do. Um, there's canoeing. They have arts and crafts archery rifle shooting paintball um shooting um they've got field games where you get to play like water balloon games and squirt water guns at each other and they have an activity called open activity time slot or oats and that's where a lot of people go to the pool Um, which that's always really fun they have water aerobics I mean they just have all kinds of stuff so basically the way that the schedule works is you wake up in the morning or at least this is how it was whenever 
I went to went there, but because of COVID, I think it may have changed. So the way that it worked when I went there, um, which next week I may have to come back and update it, but the way that it worked when I went there is wake up in the morning, you go to this place called IP, which is or this thing called IP, which is um, inspirational point. And they would do all kinds of like funny skits and tell funny stories and sing songs and stuff like that. You go to breakfast, go back to your cabin, do devotions and um, cabin cleanup because this camp is like very Christian oriented. Um, then you go to its first activity, second activity, lunch. And then you go back to your cabin for FOB, which is like flat on bunk, flat on, I don't know, something like that. (laughs) I've heard different things for what it stands for. Basically, that's like time to rest. So you do that and then you go third activity and then oats and then dinner. And then you go back and get ready for the nightly party. They, anytime that I've gone, the first night's always been kind of a surprise. Um, one year they did like 80 minutes around the world, so they had different parts of the camp set up as different parts of the world. One night they would do um, a pool party, another night they would do um, this thing called Splash of Palooza, which is basically like they would have a water slide set up and they would have like water balloon fights and then they would have like this thing where you could throw shaving cream at people and then they would have a fire truck come and spray you off and I mean like I never participated in that one because I'm like that one just sounds gross like I don't want to have shaving cream thrown at me no thanks but (laughs) I mean a lot of people that have participated in it said that it's really fun um and then the last night they used to do this thing called cross carry which was basically where you divided up into your specific groups, whether you were a cabin or another department of the camp. So you'd all gather together, and then when the cross would come your way, you'd pray over it and then carry it to the next group. Now the cross would have plaques on it with the names of the campers and camp workers that have passed. And this year, from what I've heard, because of covid they're doing something they did I guess I should say something called a reverence walk basically it was you would just kind of like go to the um like your favorite part of the camp and kind of stay there until time for what they call a wrap-up now what they used to do for cross carry is they would do something afterwards called say so basically it was just You got to get up in front of everybody and tell what you know who you are what cabin you're in and what your favorite part of the week was but this year again covid changed everything (laughs) and um so they haven't they didn't do that um but after all the other parties they would have something called a wrap-up and that was basically to kind of let you know remind you what you've learned all week or you know that day um, as well as to announce a winner. Now, when I say a winner, here's what I mean. So every day they had a couple different competitions that people would participate in. The first one being Jeff, and the second one being Honor Cabin. Now, Jeff is actually an acronym for joy, enthusiasm, fun, and fellowship. So 
Monday would be joy, Tuesday would be enthusiasm, Wednesday was fun, and Thursday was the fellowship. So that each night at wrap-ups, they would announce who won that particular, or who did the best at that particular, uh, word. And then at lunch, they would announce who won honor cabin. So it was basically whoever's cabin was the cleanest would get a dessert. And a lot of the times it was like ice cream sandwiches or something. Um, now this year... Again, because I follow them on Facebook. I think it was something like you got a token at the end or something for Jeff. I'm not exactly sure how that worked. Um, and then, so not only would there be the missionaries with the campers, but each cabin had um, counselors that were between the ages of 18 to 23. And then they would also have support staff. So, like, say one of the counselors took a break, the support staff could come in. And fill in until the counselor got back. Because I think each or cabin had two counselors. And then several support staff. And then they also had cabin parents. There were, I think, like nine or ten girls cabins. And nine or ten. Yeah, nine or ten boys cabins. Nine or ten girls cabins. So the time that you would eat and lunch would all depend on what cabin you were in. I think boys and girls cabins, one through five, were tiger cabins and then six through ten were like six through nine or six through ten were uh tiger so if you were a bear or no bear sorry six through ten were bear cabins so if you were a tiger cabin you got first lunch which would be like 12 to 12 30 or something like that and then 5 30 to 6 would be your um lunch or dinner and then the tiger or bear cabins would have lunch and dinner right after you, but everybody ate breakfast together. Um, so anyway, that place is really, 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 really fun. Um, now one more organization and then we will take a break and then next week we'll kind of do a recap if there are any organizations that I've missed or that I want to feel like need to be mentioned um then we'll do it then and then I think for the rest of the podcast I'll try to get stories from other blind people and kind of share them with you all um and then that might be it for this podcast um so another organization at least for Missouri there's a place called Wolfner Library which is located in Jefferson City now all states have Libraries similar to this. Basically, what these libraries do is they lend audiobooks and books that are either braille or large print out, as well as movies and games and just different resources like that. Um, that is where the app Bard Mobile comes in. Now, for those of you who may have listened to last week's podcast, Bard Mobile was one of the apps that I mentioned last week. It was um, an app that I had said that you would need to call one of the the country's state libraries to get signed up for. What I like about this is that it's another app that is very voiceover friendly. You can get it for Android or Apple, um, depending on what you have. Of course, you have to be a patron of Wolfner in order to sign up for Bard. 
um, or any of the other state li- or countries state libraries, obviously. Now, for those listeners who may live in Missouri who have friends or family that are blind or visually impaired, I want to give you Wolfner's number. Their number is one eight hundred three nine two two six one four. Again, it's one eight hundred three nine two two six one four. Um, so what, what'll happen is you'll get assigned to a reader advisor. They assign by person's last name. So like right now, I think mine quit. So I think I'm kind of in between reader advisors, but the last one I had her name was Jenny Ryan or something like that. Um, so you'll get, um, assigned to one of them or a reader advisor and they will kind of help you find books or whatever else you want to check out they recommend that you only keep their materials for six weeks and then get it sent back to them um they can also help you get signed up with bard mobile now with the one thing that i forgot to mention is with the nfb newsline app Wolfner or one of the other state libraries are the people you know can also help you get right because you have to be be registered with NFB newsline so you'll want to call Wolfner or one of the other countries state libraries to help you get signed up and registered for it um and then there's National Federation of the Blind that is the um, place that I told you about last week that created NFB Newsline along with the KNFB Reader. Now, like I said, KNFB Reader is pretty expensive because I was going to try to get it, but with it being so expensive, I was like, mm, no, I, I can't do it. Because I think it was like almost 100 bucks to get the app. But the basic version of the app does come with the NFB Newsline app. Now, with National Federation of the Blind, they have chapter chapters all across Missouri and all across the country, um, and they are about being, you know, making sure that everybody is included. Meaning, every person that is blind is included. You know, they don't want to make, they don't want, you know, anybody who is blind or visually impaired impaired to be secluded from anything so that they're all about inclusiveness and things like that so that's basically um what they do um they do have um, like I said, chapters all across the country. If you do want to become a, mem- a member, you'll want to call your local chapter um, to try to get um, set up with becoming a member. I think they do require dues just to kind of help the organization out. But um, I don't know exactly how often you would have to pay them anyway that is it for this week's podcast next week we'll do a recap of everything 
Um, and then if there is anything that I've missed, I will try to bring that into the podcast as well. And then we'll try to get into stories and experiences of being blind. So see you next Sunday. Thank you.